Hi, international podcast fans. Before we kick off, I just wanted to let you know that you have to switch channels. You are listening to this via the old IX Podcast international feed. This feed will soon no longer exist, so please follow the main official IX Podcast stream instead. It's easy. Just go to your favorite podcast app or Google IX Podcast, and you will easily find the right stream. You got that? Great. Then let's get on with the show. Hi, podcast fans. I'm David. I'm here with my main man, Eyong Eno. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Today, we'll be talking with the skipper, the captain, Dusan Tadic. The, I, I'm always very, very honest. Hi, this is Gala. He makes great progress. I never see somebody make such a big progress like him. And then suddenly tomorrow you wake up, you have the hat. You are the director of Ajax. What would you want to see? Tough question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely sunny day here in Amsterdam. We're at the Toekomst, which is the training ground of Ajax. And in Dutch means the future. With me today is producer Diedrich Van Zessen. And my co-host for this episode is a modern day Ajax legend. He made a surprising move from Ajax Cape Town to Amsterdam and ended up almost playing 100 games for the Ajax first team, becoming a fan favorite. Eyong Eno, how are you today? I'm doing great. Excited to be here, Dave. Your name is Eyong Tarkan Eno, but we're going to call you Eno here, right? Yes, sir. That's right. Now, you're the co-host for this season. That means you can jump in at any time. Whenever we're doing something, you can jump in. You okay with that? Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Awesome. Now, of course, you played for Ajax until uh, 2014, uh, but you stayed in Holland until after you left Willemsvee in 2018. What happened after that? What did you get up to? Yeah, well, my family and I, we decided to make a move to the United Kingdom mm -hmm. and we stayed in London uh, for three years. Bit and busy there, huh? London? Yeah, very busy. Busy and buzzy. Yeah. So, but after three years, we just felt like I'm going to be closing up with my football career in a short while. Yeah. So the best idea was to go back home. The Netherlands is my home, so we came back. Okay, so you're back in Amsterdam. You're studying at the moment. And what are you studying? Well, at the moment, because of my passion and excitement being in the game of football for years, I just want to translate that into something else. So at the moment, I'm studying sports management and okay. lifestyle. Okay, now, uh, of course, I, I studied marketing, so I know a bit about the four Ps, <laughs> but you've turned this uh, into a football four Ps, is that right? Yes, exactly. Can you tell us a bit about that? What are the four Ps for you, in, in football terms at least? Well, 4P is just about four main things that affect every footballer's life, you know, creating that balance. And the first P is just about performance. It's when you're looking for a player, that's what you're looking at. Performance, how is it? Is he giving it out? Is he giving his best? And once you're giving your best, the next thing that comes in is, is money, prosperity. You know, the checks start running, the new contracts, because that's what you're really going after for. Right. And uh, once that is in place, then people beginning will see you perform. They see the money, then they start to think, but who is this person? How does it behave? Then your personality comes into play. And uh, the final thing is just purpose. It's like, at the end of the day, why do you do all of this? So all these four things gives a clear picture of what the 4P is all about. Can you touch on how difficult it is for someone, uh, especially younger players, to, to come from maybe not having any money to all of a sudden you have this big contract? How hard is it to... Yeah, that's more reason for bringing out this four piece so yep. that it can give some more clarity and inside information from players who have gone ahead and then the younger players can learn. Because I'll just give a quick example. Someone like me growing up, uh, being passionate about football, I never had anyone tell me about how to handle finances and mm -hmm. invest. But you can begin to 
hear about this and learn about this earlier. So that's that's a, a real trigger for young players. All right. Now let's talk about your son. Bash is here at Ajax. Is that right? Yes. So he's uh, he's in he's coming through the academy. Yeah, he's playing with the under 14. Okay. So he's uh, very excited to be back home. Uh, he's always loved Ajax. He started year with the under seven, eight, and almost under nine before we moved to the United Kingdom. So this is his dream, you know, to mm. be here at Ajax and to meet back with his friends and get to play football where he loves. And that's the reason it's called the Tukums. All right. Now, is your hope for him to go professionally? Are you pushing him on to go professionally? or No, no, no. I would never push him. Yeah. Uh, football must come from him. I'm just going to support and, you know, encourage him to do what he loves doing. Very good. Now, you have other kids as well, or is he, is he your only one? No, I've got five boys. Right. <laughs> He's just one of them. He's the first. And I've got two other younger kids uh, playing football. Uh, the other two, they're not so much into football. So, okay. But that's what it is. Who do you see out of these kids as making it? If you can say, I know it's a bit of a jinx. Well, I've learned not to throw predictions too early because yeah. kids can surprise you. You know, the one you thought would not play could definitely, after a few years, do a switch. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to make predictions. I'm just going to be available for them. Okay. Now, like I said, you will be the co-host at any time you want to jump in. You can. Today we have Dusan Tadic. What do you really want to know from him? Well, I just want to know how he's doing. Also get uh, latest information about the team and also know how he's handling things as a captain, dealing with pressure and also just things about his family, a little bit more insight and also just have some fun with, with Dusan. Well, let's hear from the big man himself. Let's go. Welcome to the table, Dusan. By now, we all know you're on fire. How are you feeling today? Thank you very much. I feel very good and uh, I'm really happy to be here. Lovely. We have a signed limited edition anniversary jersey here. You wore it during the presentation of the shirt and you've also signed it. What size do you wear? Uh, medium. Medium. Okay, good. Well, we'll be giving away that at the end of this podcast. So please stay with us to the end. We are very glad that you had the time to sit down with us for the IX podcast. We know you're a busy man. Let's not waste any time and start off by asking you a round of very quick questions to get to know you in 90 seconds. Please answer the following questions from the top of your head as honestly as you can. You ready? Yes. Very good. Let's jump into it. Your name is Dusan Tadic, born November 22nd, 1988. How old were you when you played your first football match? I started with six years, but I don't remember when was first match, probably in that time. Okay. You were born in Bacca Topola. Bacca Topola, yes. Tell us one thing everyone should know about Bacca Topola. Yeah, it's a small village, like uh, 20,000 people, and uh, everything is flat, like in Holland, and uh, I'm really proud that I came from there. Very good. Who is the best Serbian player of all time? Uh, Dragan Stojkovic Pixi. Premier League or Eredivisie? Yeah, now Eredivisie. <laughs> Good answer. What's the first thing you do when you get home after a match? Uh, probably I'm on the phone or or uh, depends if, I'm, if my kid's sleeping or not. If they don't sleep, uh, then I play with them. What's the worst match you've ever played? <sighs> uh, I don't remember. Pakskal or semi-finals of the Champions League? Okay. Who's your funniest teammate at Ajax? Funniest? Yeah. From the staff is Richard Vigge and from players, Klaas. Klaas. Tadic on fire or freed from desire? 
Tadic on fire. Good answer. Greatest Ajax seed of all time. Yeah, Jochen Cruyff. Good answer. Well, that's it. That's it. You survived the opening questions. Let's have a quick look at your answers here. So, firstly, I didn't pronounce uh, Bakia Topola, right? Uh, yes, yes. How do you say it again? Bachka Topola. Bachka Topola. So oh, bravo. This is good. This is good now. Yes. So, that's a small village. Uh, you said it's very flat, like yes, Holland. Yes, yes, yes. Were you also biking around everywhere, or no? Not so much. There is people biking, but not so, so much like here. Okay. And greatest Serbian player of all time? Who was that again? Dragan Stojkovic Pixi. He played in Red Star. He won uh, Champions League with Red Star. And he won also with Olympic Marseille. He was a great player. Uh, you Red Star partisan? Uh, Vojvodina. <laughs> <laughs> it's third club in Serbia. Right, right, right. Now, the funniest teammate at Ajax is Klaashan. Yes. Uh, surely you have a, a quick story about Klaashan you want to tell us. Uh, he have all of this humor, like sarcast, sarcastic humor, yeah. and uh, yeah, sometimes it's tough, but uh, it's uh, for me it's funny. I really like how he joke, you know. Is he? Uh, he would be the funniest. Who would be second funniest? Who do you think comes next? Quincy. Yeah, Quincy is also funny. There is a lot of people funny, but I like really class jokes because it's uh, natural jokes and uh, he's expressed fast, you know. Now, I noticed you said the first thing you do when you get home after a match, check the phone. Are you on social media? Or no, you... no, no, not check the phone, but probably I call my family or my some friends a little bit and uh, depends, you know, because... Uh, when we have a game, probably they wait, they, they wait me to call them to, or something like that, or you have a lot of calls, you know, after the game. I see, I see. Now, one question we didn't get to in the 90 seconds that I still want to know is why do you wear number 10? Why? Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, number 10, and uh, I was most of the time wearing number 10 all career, national team in uh, Groningen in Twente, in... Uh, in Southampton and Denver because it was busy and uh, but okay it uh, I like I like number ah, that's a classic number you can't go wrong with number 10 can you, you know? yes no no it's <laughs> <laughs> a classic one so let's talk about the current situation here in Holland uh, a few weeks ago you and I talked about your relationship with the fans uh, and now we're starting to get some fans creeping back into games what do you think about playing games, playing the games with a few fans? Is it better than nothing, or? Yeah, of course, it's much better than nothing, and uh, yeah, everyone is exciting, and I hope soon everything will come in normal because we really need uh, fans on the pitch. Because it's, what I say always is not the same, you know. Without fans, football is not football. You know, can you imagine playing football without fans, like? Can you imagine what it's like to be a player now without yeah, the fans? I don't know how that feels. Yeah. I haven't experienced it yet. Better. <laughs> Better, huh? Are you able to focus a bit more on yourself and your own game without the pressure of the crowd, or do you think it doesn't matter? No, I, I think yeah, it's bad because football is emotions and you need to feel emotions. Even if you do something bad or something good, you know, you feel crowd and they can push you over limits. And this is all about, you know, we need to go over our limits. I know when when you were a player, uh, if you were getting heckled by the by the fans, would that help you to play be better? Would that pressure help you? I think uh, a lot of players with big personality, like someone like Tadic, if you get the echo from the fans, even if you play in a way, it instead push you more to prove something. So you can use both in a very good way. Okay. Yes. 
And now let's talk about the Champions League a little bit. Uh, there'll be no fans at all. Gonna be a weird one, huh? Yeah, I'm, I play a few games in national team and it was horrible playing without fans. And uh, yeah, Champions League especially, this is our games, you know, when we play home, it's in our house, it's amazing. And of course, we will really, really miss our fans, but okay, we need to adapt to situation. Yeah. And what's coming out, uh, as we've said before, is that the, the stats are showing that the intensity in the games is staying at the same level. So you players, whether you realize it or not, with or without fans, you're playing at the same intense levels. So for me, as a, as a spectator, I was quite surprised by that. Because at first, when I turned it on, I thought, oh, okay, the, the game seems it's moving a little bit slower, but you guys are actually you're moving at the same pace, you know. Yeah, I didn't also know that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you learned something on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, something else that we that we have to talk about, obviously it's quite difficult, but um, Donny van de Beek left, uh, a hard one for the fans. As captain, what do you think about him leaving? Yeah, of course, we will miss him because he was a great player and a really good guy, really good for the group and... Of course, we will miss him, but okay, we can understand because he went uh, in Man United, one of the best uh, teams on uh, in Europe, uh, and yeah, then uh, we can understand. And uh, I wish him all the best, and I'm sure he will be good there. That's it. And personally, you two were quite close. Uh, yes. Yeah. Feel like you're missing someone in the change room? Or? Yeah, I'm very proud to 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 see how he have progress. I always say like uh, when I just came and after when I compare Donny, he great uh, uh, he make great progress. I never see somebody make such a big progress like him. And also his work ethic was much better and everything. And uh, yeah, I'm really really proud that he he grow and make that process. Cool. Now, you know, uh, you've thought a lot about uh, about the questions on the four Ps. Uh, I'll hand that over to you. Uh, thank you, Dave. Uh, excited to have, uh, you know, this on with me today. Uh, I've been a great fan watching him from a distance uh, in Eredivisie, in the Premier League. And uh, yeah, I'm telling him today that <laughs> I'm a great fan. <laughs> I would just, I, you know, sometimes I just imagine how the duel will look like Eno and Dusan, you know, in that position. But... He's, 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 he's something else. Awesome. So, Dusan, I just have a couple of questions to ask you. A very simple, easy, relaxed question. One of them would just be like, what do you think um, if you were an Ajax fan, if you were to switch, because they see you all the time on the pitch, and then one moment you are now like a fan, what would you expect from a player like Dusan as a fan? Yeah, it's a difficult question. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I think uh, Ajax player just need to... Uh, we we play, you know, you play here and you know how Ajax is special and we just need to have that special emotion with our club and uh, just to try to give everything and to stay with Ajax philosophy and then uh, I think everything then go fluid, you know. Exactly, because... I've watched you in your games. There's this passion you put in your game. There's this, you know, desire and fight to win. If I were to ask you, where exactly do you get this excited passion? It's sometimes when I look at like, this guy is a fighter, you know, it's like he wants to win everything. Is there somewhere that you, you pull this, this desire to fight and to really make 
the difference and to give everything from. Yes, of course. Like in my home country, when I was very young, they they try to put inside your in yourself like. Uh, they try to put you that code that you have that winning mentality and they try to explain you all the time that everything is important even if you play cards or you play i don't know some uh, strange game uh, you need to try everything to do to win to find way to win and i think you build like that your winning mentality and also be like now when i'm one of the most experienced players i also try to explain players that this is most important thing that they need always to try to win every day doesn't matter what they do and uh, like that you come in inside yourself in your blood awesome awesome great great Tadi. that's i think that's that's powerful if i were to ask you um you know most times people see players on the pitch but there are other things about the players of the pitch if there was a way you would want people to know you or to see you different from just being a footballer who is excellent great leader a technical player i think one of the most technical i've seen with scoring goals and the passing and your personal fitness and physique how would you want someone to see you and to remember you well, what you say you know i just want to be example for everyone in all aspects uh, always to be there and never to let my team team uh, without me you know i always want that they count on me and uh, in difficult moments especially in difficult moments also in easy moments but always that they can count on me and that uh, i'm there for them and, um, and uh, of course i think you need to combine everything quality work uh, example everything you need to combine wow wow you know you just said some things that that quality example and for me this is very insightful and i believe every other young person players young players coming over listening to this they're picking on on your wisdom and on your experience let me take it a little bit to the top let's say now you put it on a suit you're wearing a tie and then you're done with football and then suddenly tomorrow you wake up you have the hat you are the director of ajax what would you want to see different or done different in football or do you want to see change tough question yes <laughs> no i i i don't think uh, should be something different because i think they do great job uh, everyone all direction all stuff they really know club they know philosophy they know everything they know what is missing parts they they really do amazing job and we can just uh, look and uh, just say like well done and we can uh, learn from them. Now, you've answered that question like a real, very really smart guy. Like a pro, like <laughs> I, a no, pro. No, this is, the, I, I'm always very, very honest. And uh, I would say if he's different, believe me. Excellent. Okay, Tadej, Dusan, let me take it this way. Outside Ajax, in football in general, there are a lot of things, different controversy, different ideas. What is that one thing in football if you would want to see change? as a player generally to change yeah uh, maybe this uh, this war like protocol a little bit like okay. i think it's good but just uh, like i think if you put var like mistakes cannot happen you know and mm. still uh, there is sometimes mistakes happening 
like let's say us against Chelsea or some things, you know, like if you have war, then we want to don't have mistakes, you know. Yeah. And I think this is maybe something to change, let's say. So, so would you get rid of war totally or would you keep <laughs> no, it, no, just change no, it a no, little no, bit? No, 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 I will not go out of the war. Yeah. I think it's good. They, there is good things, but I think they they should change a little bit protocol, how to use and everything. I see. Okay, Tadi, what makes you laugh? What makes me laugh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of things. I think you can feel positive energy. Even now, I, I feel really positive energy. Like uh, good company, like uh, with friends, with uh, with uh, family. I think this is uh, like best moments, and uh, you can just <laughs> enjoy and laugh. You know. All right, let me let me let me close with this. There's one incident I watched, and it got me laughing. I was like, "Wow, Tadic, man, I'm I'm just liking this guy even more." Yesterday, made it one year that Ajax played against um, Lille in a Champions League game. Yes. And you won this game 3-0. Yes. And in one of the celebrations, you're there with the guys. Yes. <laughs> and then I saw in the video, I think your hand moved and then hit Neri's face. Yes, yes. And then after you're giving him a kiss, yes. I was like, this is the leader, you know. There is the the, the, the the passion and the kiss. Yes, yes. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> no, this was in that moment. I don't know what happened. Like, uh, he was looking around and then I slapped him. But then after he did, like, I didn't want to slap him. I just want to, you know, to be there. And then I kissed him. And yeah, this is football. This is emotions. And because of that, we talk, you know, like with fans, stadium explode, we score goal, important goal, everyone there, you know, this is like, this is nice, you know, like this is emotions, you know, like <laughs> then you do things what you also don't know. Oh, why did that? You know, like, mm. but it's nice, you know? Mm. Wow. Uh, so you were talking about your relationship with your teammates and the boys. How did you guys stay in contact during Corona? Yeah, I think for everyone was, was a little bit specific time and we were waiting all the time that we have, uh, that we start with trainings and uh, yeah, we were trying to push each other and uh, we were hoping that competition will go and I think a lot of guys, everyone, almost everyone was training very hard. Mm -hmm. If we would keep going, then we would be really ready to go, you know, and this was our goal, you know, and we were ready for that. And uh, yeah, then uh, rest, you know, we, we just adapt on that and uh, we try to to stay a little bit in contact. And uh, we were just, we were also a little bit waiting for that, uh, that we start, you know, mm -hmm. and then after a really prolonged time and mm -hmm. uh, then after <laughs> was too long after. Yeah. So do you guys have personal, uh, personal regimes each that you did? Personal routines each? Yeah, right. club club send us program what to do, you know, like uh, trainings and everything. And what I say, you know, was very good and everyone was uh, doing very well, you know. Was it also quite difficult to, to stay in contact with your, your family back home in Serbia or? It was okay, you know, I have contact with them and rest. I was uh, with the family playing with the kids and uh, that's it. You know? Well, Dusan, we'd like to thank you, of course. And we're not the only ones. We have a very special message for you. Hi, this is Gala. I am the singer-songwriter of a song that you know very well. Free from desire that you sing as Tadish on fire. I want to thank all the IX fans for singing this song at every soccer game. And I hope that one day I can come and sing it live with you in a stadium when you're gonna be champions again. And so we need to... Bakshaha!
mal. Ahorita que me. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Thank you. It was. Yeah, very nice and uh, I think her her song is amazing and also like when fans sing me also it's uh, it's a great song and people know that song from before it's a great song. Well, hopefully we can have her uh, at the arena at the end of the season. Well, Dusan, that's it from us. Thank yeah. you man for joining us. Thank you very much. It was really nice. Captain, it's good yes. to have you with yes. us. Thank you very much. You're welcome. In the IX podcast, we are looking for far away fans. If you are listening to this podcast from abroad, please check in with us by sending us an email to podcast at ix.nl. We are building a great network because there are IX fans everywhere. Right now, for example, I'm in the Netherlands, but we're going to connect with someone in the time zone GMT plus 10. Our far away fan this episode is Thomas Tausma. Where exactly are you right now? Uh... Hi, David. Thanks for, for having me. I'm uh, in Hobart, uh, Tasmania, which is uh, the, uh, the island kind of to the south of the, the mainland of Australia. Fair enough. And I assume uh, the weather is better where you are than it is here. Uh, yes, you, you're absolutely right. We've, um, we're starting to come into spring here now. So um, obviously the seasons are, are the other way around. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really starting to... to um, have the last bits of winter and have a bit of spring weather at the moment. I hear you. Well, you're across the world, so I have to ask, how did you become an IX fan? Um, well, I, I grew up in the Netherlands um, and uh, first started getting interested in, in soccer roughly around 94, 95. And with Ajax's glory years in, in those days, that was the, the natural team for me to start following. Um, you know, was a, a big, big fan of Yari Liebmann and, mm-hmm. and of course. Yeah, those, those guys. So it was, it was really, really an amazing time to, to first get introduced to soccer. Um, and then I, uh, I moved to uh, Australia in, in 2004. And yeah, obviously it, the passion was already there and I started following them uh, from over here. Right. Well, well, how do you follow them? That's, that's one of the main questions. I mean, it's not as easy as just turning on the TV and there they are. So how do you follow them? Yeah, well, this is the thing. It's not quite as, as simple as over in, in Holland or um, anywhere over there. The biggest issue that I, I got to deal with usually is the uh, the time difference. Yeah, that's um, a disaster, I'm sure. Oh, it's 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 pretty rough. So we've got um, you know, the, the regular games the, during the afternoon that they'll be on at about 4 a.m. here. Right. Uh, and that'll be 4 a.m. usually on a Sunday night. Um, so that's not really ideal soccer watching time. No, no, of course. Um, so how does that work? Do you, you set an alarm or how do you? Look, I think um, for some matches, the, the Champions League ones, mm-hmm. well, luckily they're a bit later on in the, the evening. So that means that, that they were like around 6 a.m. That's that's doable. Yeah. I definitely get up for those. Um, and for some of the important matches in the, the Eredivisie, I'll, I'll set an alarm and I'll get up before everyone else and just uh, quietly go and try and sit in the living room. And it's all about, you know, if we have a broadcast broadcast pass partner, then I can watch the game. Otherwise, it's, you know, through the internet and like teletext and live scores and all that oh. kind of stuff to just to try and follow along. So um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's definitely uh, pretty early starts to the to the morning if you want to watch the, and follow the game live. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm a quite expressive person, so I can imagine when a goal goes in that I'm screaming. So are you waking up the house or are you quite calm? Uh, 
Oh, look, I reckon there's been a couple of times yeah, definitely yeah, of in Champions League where I've w- woken everyone up. Um, other times, I think I've even uh, one time I, I, I would jump into the car and just go listen in the car. Um, if, if there's no yeah. video, then I'll just put the internet radio in the car and then I can yell as loud as I want. That's no problem. <laughs> That's it. Well, you were, you were mentioning the Champions League. So tell me about those experiences. Are you watching the game with a beer at 6 a.m. or is that not happening? Well, usually not with the beer because it's like a, a Monday, it's early a Monday day. morning yeah. to go. Um, yeah, so or, or yeah, even through the week with the Champions League one. But um, I mean, the one that that stands out to me was the uh, the win against Real Madrid in in uh, Madrid. Uh, I mean, it was such an amazing game, and uh, I, I was able to follow some of it over here uh, at home on the telly. But then it was time for me to actually head to to work. So. As the game was um, going on, I was in my car, and like that, that I think it was the third goal that happened, where it, it took such a long time before they decided whether it was a valid goal or not. Yeah. Um, I, I just had to pull over the car, and then when when they actually finally announced it was a goal, I was just screaming on the top of my lungs, and yeah, just going totally crazy. And then coming into the office straight after that, like as the game finished, oh, and, amazing. Yeah, I'm so pumped and everyone else is just looking at me like, we've just come in from breakfast, what's <laughs> happening with you? This is amazing. So, I mean, do you think you're the furthest IX fan away? Furthest far away IX fan there is, rather. Oh, look, I, I reckon I've got a shot. Like, maybe yeah. there's there's somebody over in uh, in in New Zealand who who might be a little bit further away. Yeah. But even then, that that's, that's not that much further than, than where I am now. Well, fair enough. Well... I want to thank you for joining us. And with that, we're going to try and ship you an official jersey uh, as our way of saying thank you for supporting us, even from the other side of the world. Oh, that's awesome. I really appreciate that. And um, I just wanted to mention, um, you know, my, my little boys who um, are uh, Leander and Aiden, and they're um, they're also becoming Ajax fans at this early age. I'm trying to bring them up so they have got a few other people to watch the soccer with here. And um, yeah, they, they're already really supporting the club, which puts them in some really funny situations at school when they try and explain who their favorite team is. Oh, and wow. all the, they're all mentioning local teams and they're going, oh, it's Ajax, obviously. Oh, shout out to the boys. Uh, tell, them, <laughs> tell them we all say hello. And to anyone else, right. if you're a faraway fan yourself, let us know where you are by sending us an email to podcast at ix.nl. Maybe we'll connect in the next episode. Okay, we have reached the end of the first new IX podcast. We have a promise to keep because we are giving away a signed Dusan Tadic anniversary limited jersey. Like and share the announcement post on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook to win a signed anniversary kit. We know this is in high demand, so make sure you look at the post tomorrow, share it, and don't forget to use hashtag IX podcast. This series is brought to you twice a month by AFC IX, your favorite Dutch football team. I would like to thank Eyong Eno for being with me today. How'd you like it, man? Uh, it was great. Uh, it's always exciting hanging out with you, Dave. I had a good time as well. We already know when we'll be back. We'll be recording the next episode of Ronald DeBoer after the Champions League draw. What do you expect from that? Great. Ronald has a lot of experience. Been at Ajax for a couple of years. His insight would be very valuable. And you know Ronald personally, right? Yes, I know him very personally, though not very close. Of course, his uh, other brother was my coach when we won the league almost three times. So, 
That's it. It's all in the family then. Yeah, it's all in the family. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would be great if you could give us a five-star rating. Thanks, Thomas DeBoer and Lisa Den Hartog for helping us with the production today. If you have any questions or suggestions, or if you want to become a faraway fan yourself, then please do not hesitate to send us an email on podcast at ix.nl. Thanks again. You'll hear from us on October 2nd. Deuces! Very good. Oh, very good. Ha, 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 ha.